Welcome, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Why do they hate Miranda? You're listening to I Couldn't Help But Podcast. Carrie is the fucking worst. An unofficial Sex in the City podcast. Hosted by Joe Daniel Montalongo and Paige Clarno. Charlotte, shut the fuck up. Um, what am I listening to? Sick. There we go. What's up, you fucking bitches? <laughs> what up, bitches? How's it going, sluts? Oh, that was the last episode. Ah, ah. Now it's drama queen, so you fucking drama bitches. Y'all, the drama bitches. I think I could rep a drama bitch. Everybody's drama. Oh, no, I'll get into that. <laughs> anyway, how's it going, Joe? It's going pretty good. How are you doing, Paige? Um, doing okay. I'm not. I'm just, like, super sick, but it's okay. Because it's, <laughs> it's all, it's not contagious, and it's really just making me feel like I want a new body kind of awfulness. It's great. It's fun. I feel that. I yeah. resonate. Yeah. It's, it's, two, it's two different things that technically shouldn't coexist with one another. And my doctor was like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck you're about, but this happened. And I'm like, cool. Cool, indeed. I'm so glad I'm special. So yeah, it's like, that's so much fun. Thank you so much for the two rounds of antibiotics that I have to take simultaneously for the next week. Uh, that's not going to be fun, but you know what's going to get you through it? Another podcast episode. It's Let's get into it. True. You want to get into it? You don't want to do a status update? You want to don't, don't want to talk about your perfect relationship? You know what? Not with all these haters listening. Oh, no. Just the, one. <laughs> Just the one hater. It's fine. He can handle it. Just keep it to a minimum. We're doing great. I think he's a lovely person, and I really, really like him. That sounds like we're in a bad place right now. We're really <laughs> no, I, like, no, like We're I'm in like, a good place. No, he's great. <laughs> um... So I have I have some some news. Ooh, tell us. Somebody took an STD test. What? Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, results are on Tuesday. Not that it matters because I'm you know up to my ears in antibiotics, so I really don't want to be doing anything. That's hilarious. He finally <laughs> decides to go get the STD check, and you're like, well, regardless, I can't. <laughs> my life is the gift of the Magi. <laughs> Anybody who doesn't know that, look it up and get an education. Anyways. Uh, I, was trying to get a, I was trying to incorporate your name, like, gift of the page eye, but it's page eye. Yeah. And what doesn't fit. No, really. I'm sorry. <laughs> I want a refund. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> In the meantime, though, we are recapping season three, episode seven, Drama Queens. Uh, meeting Aiden's parents is more than Carrie can handle. Charlotte presses on, on in her mission to be married by year's end. And that's it. That's, that's the whole. Oh, synopsis. we don't hear about the other two. We don't hear about the. I other mean, two they don't do anything. Nobody cares. Yeah, that's it's not super great. This episode felt like a filler episode. Like, yeah, it had no depth. Nobody cared. No, it, it was wasn't. dumb. It was kind of lame. So I feel like we can start with uh, Samantha Jones because it's boring and we can get it over with super quickly. Yes. She basically meets a ear, nose, and throat doctor who pops a Viagra pill, and she was like, "Well, you're not eighty. What are you doing?" And he says, oh, I just take it to enhance the experience. And she's like, sweet. And then they kind of both have sus- substance abuse problems. Yeah, you know. And that's weird. That whole thing was just, it was just a weird filler. Like, hey, Samantha's a slut. Let's have her uh, get addicted to pills for a hot second. Because we know next week she won't be. She won't be. She's going to be over it. Yeah. She'll and then be- she's going to talk to you about girls who are. Yep. Yeah. 
later on, though. Not the very next episode, but maybe the episode after that. Yes, that resonates. That tracks. That tracks. <laughs> I've been hanging out with Heather too much. <laughs> did, did, did you did you have anything else to add with Samantha? No, except later on, Carrie and Charlotte go see an opera. And it ties in because once Samantha takes an, not an ecstasy pill, a Viagra pill, she is feeling it. It is, the sex is so much greater for her. And she starts moaning. <laughs> and they make the nastiest transition from her, like, coming and moaning and holding a note to the opera singer holding the note. And it was tacky and disgusting and I hated it. Yeah. You did. You said it out loud. You're like, I hate this. I hate it. <laughs> it was really terrible. I'm really good about talking about my feelings, especially when I dislike something. That's true. That tracks. That tracks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's it for Samantha. She decides she doesn't want to be with the guy because he's holding back from her. Yeah, because he doesn't want to be on Viagra all the time. And she was like, uh, no, I want good sex all the time, every time. This is going to make it better. So he wrote her a prescription and she never calls him again. So fun. Um, second most boring uh, girl of this episode is Miranda. I thought you went with Charlotte. <laughs> Well, I mean, she's always boring, but... <laughs> You're right, let's give it to... I'm sorry, plot point. I mean, they're the both... Girls. This was a boring episode. It was kind of boring. Um, but so, Miranda and Steve are having the perfect relationship, which, yay. And she is doing his laundry and notices some track marks. Skid marks, skid, skid marks, marks, not track sorry. marks. Not track marks. <laughs> <laughs> He's been hanging out at the railroad. I don't know why... <laughs> <laughs> but here he is. I was thinking track marks like oh heroin. My, see, and I wasn't. I was totally. <laughs> I watched Rent earlier today, so that's where my mind is. Oh, there you go. See, I have been um, unfortunately rewatching Glee because all of it is on Netflix. Unfortunately, you are listen. blessed. Unless you're talking about season two and three. No, okay, listen. I started at the beginning. Yeah. The first episode still makes me tear up at the very, very end. Like, the last few minutes, I'm just like, it's so beautiful. But I totally forgot that the whole reason that Finn started on the 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 Glee Glee Club Club was because they planted drugs. Yeah. And he died of a drug overdose in real life. And that, it hurt me. (laughs) And it changed the whole, like, outlook of the episode. And then when they introduced Puck, I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. They start him out um, deliberately looking for MILFs to fuck. When he's a pedophile. Was. Uh, Yeah. uh, And now I'm just like, I'm sick. I am sick to my stomach. And it is so sad. Thank God Kristen Chenoweth was on an episode to cheer me up. But I was just like, this is this is getting a little depressing, you guys. And then Naya Rivera's in jail for being the shit out of her husband. Really? Yeah, Ryan Dorsey. Oh, I don't know if she's wrong. still in jail, but she was jailed for it. That's crazy. This is domestic abuse. Y'all are... What else is happening? Who else is in that cast? Lee Michelle. Well, she stopped think... doing anything. Poor thing. No, she did a... She did an album. Yeah. I think she's seeing somebody. She's living the best life she can. You leave her alone. I would. Is she working? I don't know. (laughs) She probably made so much money off of Glee. She doesn't need to work. Oh, I can imagine. Like, I wouldn't, but that's just me. Amber Riley's the most successful out of all of them. She's released hit records. She won Dancing with the Stars, and she was in the Wiz Live, and that was amazing. She tore the house down. I love her. But yeah, anyway, it got uncomfortable watching Glee, because I was like, oh, 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 that's sad. That's also sad. 
And then there were so many people where I was like, oh, I forgot you were even in this, buddy. <laughs> like, Jacob and Israel is still my favorite character. Is he the... The Jewish. The Jew, the, yeah, the, the Jewy one that just sort of hangs out sometimes. And yeah. is disgusting. Yeah. 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 He's, un- he's unfortunate. Anyways, I'm sorry. I went off on a tangent. I don't even know. Um... What were we even talking about? Miranda? Miranda, Miranda. finding skid marks in Steve's underwear. Skid marks in Steve's underwear. And I have questions. Okay. Is this a a dude thing? Is this a legitimate lazy dude thing? I've heard it said about guys. Here's the thing. I don't know anyone who wears white underwear anymore. I don't know if it's a, oh, like, we just stepped it up in style. Or if, like, you know what, I'm still not going to wipe my asshole. But at least you won't be able to see the marks. I don't know what these people are doing wrong. They don't know how to wipe their fucking butt. Or if it's like a straight guy thing where they're just like, I'm done, I'm, do- I'm done. Yeah, I've, I've never encountered this. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can imagine that, that potentially like there's maybe a problem medically. Like, I think like, it's just like, a laziness. Possibly like there's some sort of like, you know, leaky ass syndrome thing happening maybe. Like well, here's the thing: if you don't, legitimately happens with dudes where it's like if your diet's bad or something. I don't know. I'm I don't reaching. Think so. I'm no. reaching so hard. I don't think that. At least that I'm aware of or have it has brought to my attention. I don't know if that is why people suffer from it. Uh, what I would assume, because I know it to be true, is just like guys sweat more, like down okay. in like okay. the butt area. Fair. So even if you've wiped well, but just not like as well as you should have, mm-hmm. and then you get sweaty, that can run a little bit. So okay. that's where the stains would come from. Not so yeah. much like you just didn't wipe your butt and then your fucking underwear went in there. Right. It's more like the sweat would then help like transfer that onto okay. the underwear. That because makes then more sense. Because then your underwear like starts sticking to your cheeks and if you like a sweaty butt crack, it will like start going into your butt crack. Right. Well, because, and that was going to be my follow-up question because I was like, guys underwear traditionally is looser than women's underwear and you would think that these kind of marks would happen more with women than they would with dudes just because their underwear is tighter their pants are tighter there's more like chance of underwear creeping up the butt and causing this thing to happen and also you would have to be a little lazy and or have a medical problem where your butt just doesn't yeah. Like to be completely clean. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Do you look at toilet paper when you wipe your butt? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I, I think do. that's the thing. Because I also do. Because I'm like, well, I'm not going to. I'm going to wipe until I'm clean, not yep. when I feel like I'm fine. Yeah. But I, I feel like there's a lot of people who are like, no, I'm just going to wipe. I'm going to wipe no. until I feel like I'm good. I'm like, no, 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 no. 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 Yeah. I no. wipe until it's clean. And then sometimes when I feel like a couple minutes later, when I feel like I'm still maybe not clean, yeah. I go back. Into the, into the bathroom and do it again. Yes. Like, just because that feeling of, like, potentially there's something else, like, hanging out that gross. Well, here's the thing. Why are we wiping our butts with pieces of paper? Like, we wash our hands with everything. We try to make sure everything's sterile. And it's our butts where, like, literally it's probably the grossest part of our body. And we just decide that a piece of paper is going to keep us most clean. No, we need to be using baby wipes. Or, like, body wipes. And I have a friend who um, uses strictly baby wipes. And then there was someone else who was like, yeah, but, like, baby wipes are expensive. So if you buy regular toilet paper, wipe. And then once you feel like you're clean, then just go through and do, like, a checkup with the baby wipe. And then throw the baby wipe away. Isn't that more expensive? 
Well, no, because toilet, toilet paper is toilet paper and baby wipes. And so but just it a baby wipe. evens out. Well, because you'd have to use maybe multiple baby wipes because they are thin. Why wouldn't you just double up on them? Because then you're just wasting them. Where you could use regular toilet paper, because toilet paper is expensive. No, I mean, I don't mean, sorry, I don't mean doubling up in the sense that, like, I use use two two of them. I mean, like, folding it over like you do with toilet paper. Right, but, like, depending on how much you need to clean up, because all those sheets are really, really tiny. So, like, doubling up, you would, like, do wipe one. Aren't baby ones bigger? I don't know. I haven't changed a baby in a very long time. But if they're doubled down, you don't get as much use for them, I feel like, as toilet paper. Okay. I don't know. So, I don't know. So here's the thing. It depends just, on how people wipe their bed. I have the Cottonelle stuff in yeah. my bathroom, and that's what I use, and I double up on that, and it's fine. So, like... Are I, you a folder or are you a scruncher? I am a folder, and it's really weird because my sister and I, obviously, were brought up in the exact same household the exact same way, and she literally will come to me all the time and she'll be like, you forgot to flush the toilet. I'm like, how do you know it was me? It could have been Chad because she lived with us for a while. And she's like, I know it was you because it was folded. And I'm like, I didn't... You get the most use out of your toilet paper if it's folded. Yeah, scrunching is dumb. Yeah, and it's... I don't know. It just seems wasteful because you're not using as... I don't know. What if we're wrong and scrunching helps you clean your butt better because it just attacks different sets of where your butt crack is. Maybe. What if we have stains? We just don't know. Well, I think we would know if we had stains. Oh, Do I you just blindly throw your stuff into the laundry? No, I make sure that everything's set. Okay, so... I'm just saying, there's the potential. I don't... Not for me. I know. I know exactly what's happening. And girls have other shit going on as well, We so. have talked about feces way too, too much, much yeah. on this dom one this episode yes. two this podcast, podcast as a whole <laughs> as a butthole <laughs> did you guys think that you guys were going to listen to this sex and city podcast and expect glamour and eleganza no, no. you got stories about how fucking nasty men are because they can't wipe their buttholes and, and the proper technique to wiping your butt yeah well they brought it up first so i don't feel bad about it perfect and the reason that Miranda is having this issue is because her and Steve are living a comfortable relationship. Mm-hmm. It's not that there's anything wrong with it, but they're just like, no, like everything's predictable, everything's set, and I feel super comfortable with him, so I do his laundry. And then she does his laundry, she's like, yeah, no, did not like that. Yep, and I love how she's very, she is the chillest, most straightforward person about it. She was like, yeah, you know, we're not happy in a relationship, we're not happy out of a relationship. We're not happy no matter what. We're always trying to find somebody. It's our find something, and it's skid marks this time, and, you know, railroad tracks the next. (laughs) I hated that line because I think two or three times the girls brought up how, like, flippy they were. Mm -hmm. Because they were like, we're not happy in a relationship. We're not happy out of a relationship. That's true, though. And then even Charlotte was like, you girls always complain about being single and guys in a relationship and are complaining about that. And so the show was making... It was aware of itself and how dumb these girls were being, and then does nothing with that. It doesn't... They don't grow. They don't care. It points it out to be like, see, we're aware. You, we you, we know. Well, and maybe they were trying to point that out to the audience more than they were to anyone else, because at, that, at this particular point in time, it was blowing up. It was crazy. They were getting, you know, amazing guest stars, and... People were taking it seriously, like, more seriously than they should. And so maybe this was, like, kind of the showrunner's way of being like, no, they're garbage, you guys. This is a, like, sitcom, essentially. I don't think the show's that smart to be able to do that to I think body. the showrunner might be that smart. I don't know that the show as a whole is that smart, but, 
you know. <laughs> but anyway, I just, I thought that it was great that Miranda was the one who was the voice of reason. And was just still the best out yeah. of all of the garbage, garbage people. So who's next? Charlotte? Um, so yeah, let's just, let's just tackle Charlotte. Oh, Charlotte so has sh- decided that she's going to be married by the year's end. Surprise and she does not want, um, her dysfunctional single friends bringing her down anymore. And so she was going to start hanging out with her married friends and trying to get them to set her up. Do married people want to hang out with single people? Didn't we have this conversation like last season? See, and I feel like as a married person... I enjoy people and I enjoy hanging out with people and it doesn't matter to me if they're with somebody or if they're not with somebody. I think as a single person hanging out with a married couple, it's awkward as hell and I don't want to really do it. I feel that. Okay. So it's hard. It's like, it's a really weird, difficult balance in my opinion. Um, But yeah, she goes out with a married couple and... She says, all right, well, this is where you guys come in. Set me up with someone. Um, and the guy's like, yeah, nope, can't think of a damn person to set you up with. Sorry, move along. And the wife, says, the, the wife says, um, no, I mean, there's Phil. Phil's great. He's great looking. He's nice. And Charlotte's like, Phil, Phil sounds fantastic. She just hops right on yeah. that, like, just as weak as she is. And she's like, I have tickets to the opera. let's invite Phil. I have tickets. Let's go. And it was so funny because I was like, what the fuck? Who just buys themselves two tickets to the opera without knowing who they're going to go with? And you said... She could have got them as a gift. Which is totally fair. Especially in a profession. Yeah, I keep forgetting she has a profession. And in that profession, she probably does get gifts. Like, thanks for selling all of my art. Here's a gift card to Starbucks. Or the opera. It's also a thing that people do... Where they're like, okay, I know that I want to go, and I'm going to try to find someone who'll go with me, so I'm going to buy the two tickets, and then plan accordingly, but I know that I want to go, and I want to go with someone, I just didn't make a plan with anybody. See, and all of our friends are so bananas flaky, Yeah, that they're, I'm not going to waste that money. No, and I, I feel that I'm on your level, I wouldn't <laughs> do that, I would buy my ticket if you want to go, cool, buy your ticket. Yeah. But I'm going to buy my ticket and I'm going to go. My boyfriend does that. He'll buy tickets to concerts that he wants to go to and he'll buy two of them. And then I'm like, well, I'll find somebody to go with. Good for him, man. I don't. That's ballsy. I, I can't do that. Yeah, I can't do that because I I can't get, like, our friends to go on, like, a Costco date with me. <laughs> you know? Like, they're just, they, we're busy. We have stuff and I get it, but. Like, we all tend to be really flaky, and I can't count on somebody to do that. So there's no way that I'd be like, yeah, here, just going to buy myself two tickets to the opera, which, by the way, apparently I can't fucking spell because I'm writing all of my notes down for this. And I'm like, no, it's not spelled Oprah. (laughs) Spelled opera. Hate it. Anyway. A wrinkle of time is almost out. It is almost. That's why. That's why you have it on your brain. No, I have it on my brain because opera and Oprah are really similar when you're writing it down. Nope. Yeah, they are. Trust me. Anyway. Um, so she goes nuts over wanting to date Phil, and then the uh, husband of her friend group thing, couple friend, um, it doesn't answer her. And so she calls and calls and calls, and is super obnoxious, and it's just like, let it go, Char. Like, 
clearly, like, he saw a picture of you or he already knows you, doesn't want to date you. Clearly like, doesn't care. Yeah, she, he doesn't want to meet with you, whatever. Um, and so it was just crazy. Um, and she calls, she invites Carrie to the opera and calls him at the opera to be obnoxious, crazy, psycho bitch about it and be like, oh, hi, so I'm here without Phil. Apparently I'm not good enough for your friend. And he picks up his house phone. He's just like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I just came back from a business meeting and I just got all of your messages. Uh, how about you meet Phil at uh, Rudy's? I don't, I don't remember. Um, at this at this bar tomorrow night. And she was like, okay, I forgive you. I'll forgive it. Oh, I feel so silly. She's such a fucking idiot. And it's so dumb. And she goes to the bar. And it's just the husband there who confesses his undying love for her. To which she's, of course, like, no, of course not. That's so bad. You're married to my friend. How dare you? And runs out into the street. I like that, though. Because it could have easily been like a, oh, he's interested in me. Well, he's already been married. I can see how then he, he, the potential rises for him to marry me. It could have easily been that. She's very much stuck to her thing. Like, no, you're dating. My, you're married to my friend. Fuck you, you dickbag. I mean, I don't think that she needed to react in such an aggressive fashion and storm out like a child. It's called drama queens. Exactly what I'm saying. That leads perfectly into fucking Carrie. But anyways, before we move on to Carrie, though, she drama queen runs out into the street where she runs into Trey McDougal, who is played by Kyle MacLachlan. Mm hmm. Who is the person that, spoiler alert, she will end up marrying by the end of this season. Spoilers! I just said spoiler alert. I know, but I'm just like, spoiler! Don't bully me. <laughs> and, yeah. So, good old Kyle McLaughlin is now in the mix. I'm very excited because he, his character's nuts. Do we get to see him nude? No, I don't think so. I'm not watching that. Okay. So, oh, it's the TBS versions. Welcome to I Couldn't Help a Podcast, hosted by Paige Clarno. No, Joe Daniel, because <laughs> he's watching the TBS version. If you'd like to join me, it's going to be on I Couldn't Help a Podcast. P A D C A S T. TBS. TBS.org. .org.com. .uk. Bomb.com. Uh, so that leads us perfectly into Carrie, who is a drama queen. Who still continues to be fucking annoying. She's still annoying. She's having panic attacks now. Eh. Because there's nothing wrong in her life, and that upsets her. Because she needs the drama, and I am going to go ahead, and everyone's going to say that I'm wrong. Okay. Everyone's going to say that's not true. But only because they're feeling it and they know that I'm right and they're being defensive. We're always all about the drama. Are we? We are. As a whole? Yeah. I think so. I think we are. I think we need a little bit of drama in order to make things sort of interesting. I, when all of my projects had finished last week and I was, like, depressed... I was depressed because there was no drama. There was nothing happening. There was nothing going on, nothing to look forward to. And um, just when I was feeling, like, at my lowest, 
I got like two sort of dates set up almost like back to back like people just started calling me and I was like okay that's a little bit of drama all right I'll take it because I love drama and I think anybody who says otherwise is completely lying to themselves I think that that's a hard general statement and, and I will disagree with you entirely that's and this has been a well no <laughs> well this has been an issue that me and my boyfriend have where I was like can we not do drama I would rather have like a stale boring relationship that's where I would like to be. And he's like, well, this is this. And I think people confuse drama with passion. People Absolutely. want passion yes. in their relationships, and that's fair. That's totally fine. Obviously, you want someone who is excited to be with you, who wants to show you how much they care for you. Yes, that's not the same thing as drama. And people will start their own issues because they think drama and passion are the same thing. Well, they'll like, let's pick a fight. Let's start something so they can show me how much they like me, which isn't what it's about. Mm-hmm. But I'm very much like, dude, if because... We had this conversation where he was like, well, I'd rather do highs and lows, but I still get to experience those highs. And I was like, I'd rather just be fine and not have to experience the lows. Yeah. I'm very much like, I don't, I don't like causing conflicts. I don't like being a part of conflicts. I think it's dumb. So you love watching conflicts. I don't like watching conflicts. People assume that. And I can understand why, because also when I'm around like a large group of people I have this personality that's like ah, I'm over the top and I'm dramatic and that's really fine but in a reserved space and personal relationships relationships with people I try not to have that same personality mm. just because I'm like no like I'm letting you know like I'm super chill I'm super low maintenance I don't need a lot and that's okay with me but because of that personality people will then bring me into their drama and they're like let me tell you everything and obviously as a friend I want to be like okay well cool yeah just let me know mm-hmm. and obviously I have opinions yeah but I'm not in it yeah and I can I guess I can that's a privilege of not being in the drama that I can do my opinions but sometimes because of that people think I'm wrapped up into it and I'm not yeah but we there's an element of who we hang out with as well and this is getting back into the whole like theater thing where Mm -hmm. we do need that excitement we do need that drama because I guarantee you that if you and I went and hung out with a bunch of accountants Mm mm-hmm we would want to fucking kill ourselves by the end of the night because they'd be so boring. Well, we just don't have their interests. They'd be so boring because they're not, yeah, because they don't love the like the drama and the intensity and the different things going on. You know, like my, I'm not going to call her out, but I have a friend who is an accountant and I love her dearly and she does like, she, she is more like on the dramatic side as well. Like we, um, we have both like worked at the video store and so we both like movies and so we have like our like our thing and so we get along in that sense but I think if she was if she never had that job like and I just met her and she was just an accountant I would be like you are the most born person (laughs) like I wouldn't be able to hang with that Mm -hmm. and I and it kind of made me it like harkened back to like when I was seriously on the dating sites and there were so many guys that just had that on there where they're like, I don't want any drama. I don't want this. I don't want that. And then as you read down their profile, they were the ones that were drama. That's yeah. Why they, did, they just didn't want the competition. Well, it's it's the people that are like, this is a drama-free zone or like no drama accepted here. They're the dramatic ones. Yeah. Like that's always guaranteed. Yeah. Like I'm not going to be that person. I'm going to be like, yeah, a little bit of drama is exciting. I don't know what you're talking about. I'll send a personal. I'm not going to broadcast it to people. I'm writing a hit single I'm, right now called "I Do It for the Drama," <laughs> but that's that personality. I really 
don't care. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm not going to put it in my dating profile where I'm like, all drama stops here because I want to hear about it. Like, I'm, I'm not... See, and I'm not nosy either. I, I... Yeah, I'm super... I'm not... I'm... I've been better at not being nosy, but I am at my heart a writer, and so I like a good story. Yes. And it's not necessarily that I'm like, oh, bitch, did you hear about this? Did you hear what happened with so-and-so? Like, that's not my business to tell certain people about it unless we're in, like, a certain section, which, side note, I want to ask you about something later. Cool. Um, <laughs> and that has nothing to do with either of us because I'm drama. Um, but, I like, I don't... Like, I like hearing the stories... But I don't necessarily, like, then pass them on unless it was something that was directly with me. Gotcha. Like, if it was like, oh, bitch, did I tell you what so-and-so said to me? What the fuck was that? Because then it's your business to share to. Yeah, yeah, because then it's my business. But if it's somebody else telling me, I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, that happened? Get out of here. Then what happened? That one? Cool. But I'm not going to, like, then go to someone else who has Mm -hmm. nothing to do with it and be like, bitch, did you hear when I tell people that I'm like... Stacey Johnson got a pet pig? <laughs> That's where when I tell people I'm fake, people get the wrong idea. Because I'm like, I'm not fake in terms of like, oh, I'll look at you, smile, and then turn around and be really rude or like say things behind your back. Mm. It's that I'm fake where I'm like, oh, I want to be pleasant to everybody, even people that I don't care about. Because then I'm going to turn around and then not care. So you're, people are like, oh my God, your friend did this, this, this. I'm like, okay, I don't. Yeah. And me and my boyfriend have had that issue where he... Not necessarily loves the drama, but he is a person who strives to, like, solve conflicts. Mm. So he likes to get it out of his system and then work towards solutions, which I really appreciate. But then sometimes he'll just, like, complain to me about certain people. And I'm like, just take them out of your life then if you don't like them. He's like, no, I just really like to complain. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's fair. But also recognize where I'm coming from, where if you're complaining about them, then I just don't like them and I don't care about them. So the more you tell me about them, the more I'm just like, okay, this is an issue, but it's not an issue. Just don't be their friend. And I think that there's a, a certain level, especially in relationships, that you need to have a conversation. Um, because Chad and I got into that, like, pretty early on where I would be like, oh, I'm so frustrated with so-and-so. And he'd be like, well, why don't you try this? Have you tried that? Have you done this? And I'm like, no, I need you to shut up right now is the thing. Like, I'm here to be upset about something. And what I need you to do in this moment is say, babe... That is, we didn't ever call each other babe, so I don't know why that was a thing, but <laughs> our, our pet name was embarrassing. That's why I went to babe. Um, but you know, we would just be like, honey, like, you, you know, that, that sucks. It's awful. Mm-hmm. You're right. They're wrong. It's bad. Right. Screw them. And then I would be like, okay, and I'm done. Because I know what I'm going to do. Like, yeah. I don't need, if, if, unless I am coming to you and I'm like, listen, I need to know what to do in this situation, and then I launch into it, Yeah. then I want a solution. But if any other time, I just want bitch. I just want to be cranky about it. They, and, like, there's, a, there's, like, legit, like, safe word almost that I feel like couples should, right off the bat, like, just know that mm-hmm. they need to... That they need to use where it's just like okay you hear it a bit like is it bitch or is it bitching time is it solving time because guys very much for the most part want to solve whatever it is that you're bringing to them and that's not what girls want girls want to just be heard and understood 
that's fair. And I think when you're in a relationship, that needs to be something you establish. Yeah. Where you, if you know yourself well enough, you're like, okay, sometimes when I'm dealing with things, I just like to vent, and I would appreciate someone who's there for me. And then, as also the other partner, you have to be like, okay, if I'm going to listen to this, I, I'm going to ask you what you want. Whether you want me just to listen, whether you want my input, whether you want me to help you find solutions. Mm-hmm. To have that conversation where there's not a lot of passion there because you're trying to figure it out in advance and trying to just yeah. make it a good space. But doing that, the both ends of the relationship will help each other out. Mm-hmm. Because you're like, okay, if you just want a bitch, that's fine. Okay, then let it all out. Yeah. Cool. Well, and it's hard to do that because the first time you're always going to fuck it up, right? Yeah. Then that's just what's going to happen. And then you're going to have to come back to each other afterwards. One, the person who wanted to bitch and didn't get a chance to is calm Mm -hmm. and be like, I just wanted to bitch, babe. (laughs) I just, I just wanted to, I just wanted to be heard. And like, and, and that's it. And honestly, I think that I kind of go into... Um, everything now because I I kind of go more towards dude when it comes to that kind of thing too where if somebody comes to me and they're like oh my gosh so it like just the other day like at the office somebody was like oh my god you she walked right past us she didn't bring donuts and I'm like well I have someone coming to cover in a couple of minutes do you want me to get donuts like I was just immediately like I wanted I want to help like yeah. I can solve this problem you guys and like but that wasn't you know, somebody was, like, joking about how, like, they didn't really expect the donuts, and I misinterpreted, and the person who brought in the donuts was upset, and it was, like, this whole thing, and so it's just one of those things, but I immediately go to, okay, this is a problem-solving thing, sweet, mm-hmm. and that's not necessarily what everybody needs, and so I've kind of gotten to the point where if it's not work-related, if it's friend-related, I let them vent, and then I just say do you know what you're going to do about it at the end? And if they say no, I said, did you want my opinion on it? <laughs> and it, that, then it's yes, no, and it's a go or a no go from there. And that usually is a good, like, a good CYA kind of situation <laughs> where I don't piss anybody off. Because I think for the most part, everybody just wants to be heard yeah. above all before launching into any other action plan. Um, one of my friends pointed out, they're like, okay, so you're a damn Taurus. And you have a Virgo moon sign. So that means you just want to create solutions. And also you your problems are on a whole other plane. And so when people just complain to you about like their everyday problems, you're just like, this is a stupid thing that you're worried about. This is not a real problem. But you don't want to tell people that, so you try to help them instead. And I was like, you're reading me for filth right now, and I can't handle this. But this is true. And so when people complain to me, I was like, here's a solution. And then people are like, that's not what I want. And I'm like, okay, so then this is annoying to me. Because you're just complaining, <laughs> and me tr- and it's well, it's just more how it reflects upon me. Obviously, everyone like yeah, people need a vent, people need to get that out of their system. That's fine. I'm in a position where I'm just trying to do better and like focus more on positive things. Mm-hmm. So when people just complain to me, I'm like all I hear is negativity. Mm-hmm. And where I'm growing as a person, that's not where I can relate to someone else. So if that's I've had this conversation with people where I'm like, okay, cool. If you're going to complain to me about something that's going on in your life, I totally get it. Let me know. But then also, please just provide solutions. Mm-hmm. If you don't want my help with it, be like, okay, well, this is what's going on. This is what I'm complaining about. Right. And after you're done, be like, this is what I'm going to do. Or say something nice about the person that you're complaining about mm-hmm. so that I'm not then getting an image in my head about this person. Right. So that the next time I'm like, well, she's a shitty person. Why are you still talking to her? You're like, no, it was just that one time I was complaining. 
okay, well, you complained a lot, so then I only have that negative image. Mm, yeah. And I'm trying not to do that, because, like, obviously, I still want to be a better person. Yeah, and that's still, like, that's really hard, because everybody complains about everybody, and it's always heat of the moment type of stuff. Yeah. Like, I you, you really wouldn't. Like, when it really came down to it, if you really hated somebody, you wouldn't be spending time with them at all. Mm-hmm. You would only, like, it, in our situation you if you got thrown into the same project together is the only reason that you would be interacting absolutely you know it's just like even one of the um one of the people that was involved in the movie i am not a super fan of well there's more than one but i'm talking <laughs> about one specifically um where i kind of ended up to the point where we had to do multiple takes of something and i had to interact with her multiple times and it took everything in me not to punch her out, mm-hmm. but also it was not the it was not the time or place for me to be like stepping up to her. Yeah, and so to be like, listen. So I didn't, <laughs> and it was like it was fine. It was it was uncomfortable for me, and mm-hmm. it sucked. But it's not something that I'm gonna run around town and talk to everybody about because it's over. Yeah, it happened. And I don't need a solution to it, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm just like, man. And that's also the difference, too, is, like, personal life versus things that happen at work. Because when it's at work, you're like, there's only so much you can do. Right. So if then venting or bitching about it is what makes you feel better, obviously, you're entitled to that. Right. Yeah. Well, and even, like, little stuff. Like, you came in today, Mm -hmm. and you're like, how are you doing? And I was like, ugh, I have two different freaking infections. (laughs) That shouldn't be coexisting together, and yet I'm a medical goddamn marvel. <laughs> and so now I'm on two different antibiotics, and so in a week I will be less of a bitch. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> like, and that's that's like bitching, solving, we're done. Here's the thing about Carrie Bradshaw: is Carrie will complain about everything and solve nothing. True. She will make more problems for herself. Yeah, she will. She, yeah, she keeps waking up. She keeps doing all of these stupid, stupid things. Um, where she's just like poking, she's poking the bear, but the bear, it's a teddy bear. It's not an actual bear. like, oh, that's Ziggles. Ah. And she's yeah. like, what? Yeah. She just wants me to get me. upset or like do something and it's so dumb. And instead he says, hey, do you want to meet my parents? Which I was like, that is the cutest thing. But also right beforehand, she was saying, why are, why are you single? And he's like, why are you single? And I'm like, if you're still referring to each other as single, but you want her to meet the parents? That seems like a bit of a jump. I don't know how the New Yorkers do it, bro. <laughs> I don't know what they fucking do. They live their own goddamn lives, and I don't understand any part of it. I mean, I guess so. Just weird. Um, but I have a question written down here, which is kind of an approximation of like the I couldn't help but wonder question. Uh, do things have to be hard to be worthwhile? I think that a lot of people grow up kind of thinking that that is true. What do you think? I think, I agree with you, people grow up thinking that that's true. I don't think that that is the truth, but I think that is ingrained with us that the things worth having are the things worth fighting for. Sometimes you can just have good things. Yeah. Sometimes, and that's fine. But it's it's the, it's the rush or the feeling that you get after having accomplished that feels good. So, uh, earning something versus just buying something there's a big difference there and how you feel about what you've attained is important 
But also at the same time, I'm on this path where I'm like, well, you got it. Regardless, who cares? You got it. Right. So that, that should be enough. Yeah. But people are very much like, no, it's, it has to be something you have to fight for. It has to be, there has to be challenges you have to overcome to solidify it, to make it real, to make it land in your world. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I get that. But then that also, you, that creates a lot more problems. And they, it makes things more challenging when they don't need to be. Yeah. And there's enough challenges in the world. So I'm like, why do you make it harder for yourself? Just to, like, wait, and if it's for yourself, obviously, I'm not here to tell you everything should be better for everybody. Because that's not how people interpret it. Mm. And also, if you're a person who likes a challenge, who likes to fight for some things, you're entitled to that. Just know that that mentality and also my mentality, different mentalities, relating to other people can fuck you up. Mm-hmm. Just like Carrie. This is going to fuck her up. Yeah, of course. It's always going to fuck her up. And yeah, I think that I think that we are taught that things have to be earned. And when something comes easy, then it's not well earned. And it, then it's not well deserved. And I think that Carrie has a lot of problems with that, where she doesn't feel like she deserves a good relationship. Mm-hmm. Oh, and just Carrie coming from that kind of dramatic background. If something is going good for her... She's waiting for the moment where it's not. Mm-hmm. And if you're waiting on that, you're constantly anxious. You're, you're, get tunnel vision, but towards flaws. Because then you're waiting like, oh, is that the thing that we're going to be upset about? Is that going to be the thing we don't agree about? Is that going to be the bad thing? Yeah, what's going to be the, the deal breaker, essentially? Yeah. It was like the, um, the episode where it was the, the Freaks episode. Yeah. Where it's like, it's going to be that one thing that's the deal breaker that he's, you know creepy because he does xyz yeah and if you if you can identify a problem it is easier to then fix or create solutions or kind of push the problem away so then you're like oh okay we get along really well except this this is the area where we're having issues but we know that Mm -hmm. so we can work on it or something and so that is like the growth that's the comfort if you don't know what's wrong you can't fix it and people not being able to fix or create solutions sets them in this weird anxious path of them being like when is it when we, is we it? need to yeah. figure out what's wrong so we can ju- then overcome that hurdle together mm-hmm. yeah and girls i don't i i wish that i could pinpoint why jack in the box that's literally what it is that must be what it is it, well it's 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 um <laughs> like the jack in the box effects when you're roll you're spinning the thing on the side waiting for mm-hmm. the doll to pop out and you're like anytime anytime and the longer it doesn't the more anxious it is when it's finally coming because you're like, well, now I know that it's coming soon. Mm-hmm. I know that it's coming soon. I know that it's coming soon, but it's not yet. And so it just makes you nervous mm-hmm. compared to like, if it just springs right away, you're like, ah, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, now there's this clown here. Yeah, no. <laughs> this clown here. Just like dating. Just like dating. <laughs> now there's this clown here. No, I was, um, I was just going to say, there's a thing with, with women that I think that, that all women like go through like a, the bad boy phase. And so some of us still have that like mindset mm-hmm. that unless we find a guy who is off-putting or like you know something something's up with him where he's he obviously has like refined taste like he's not just going to pick anybody but he picks you and he does something different for you like stop smoking Mm -hmm. or you know something to that effect like there is something that is just like instant orgasm when that happens with a woman 
Seriously, there was mm-hmm. there was a guy that I um that like right when we started this podcast I was dating and our first date um he had mentioned that he smoked and I was like, Yeah. I was kinda hoping that that was something that he didn't actually do because I hate smoking. Mm-hmm still to this day with a fiery passion I'm like yeah that's that's I'm not into that like I think that that's like it's a really gross habit Mm -hmm. like I'm sorry and I'm not like trying to like shame you or like do anything but like I just think it's really like it's not it's not healthy and I'm really sensitive to smells and Mm -hmm. so the smell is really terrible and it's just it's kind of rough man I don't know what to tell you he was just and he we got along really well and he asked me out on the second date and on the second date he told me that he had stopped smoking and I was just like oh this is gonna work out <laughs> and it didn't but like that was so like instant mind orgasm mm-hmm. where it's just like I told you something and you listened and you changed your behavior that never happens <laughs> guys don't do that <laughs> But we feel like that is our, our, um, our earned, you know, our hard work mm-hmm. is that we have to, you know, now that we're not providing in the traditional sense anymore, where it's just like, oh yeah, I'll make you a home cooked meal and, you know, pop out a couple of kids. Like we have our own jobs and lives and things. And so when we couple up, we feel like there's something that we have to do. And that ends up being improving the man. Maybe. I don't know. I can't speak from that woman's perspective. I'm spitballing here. Um, But yeah, Carrie's nuts, regardless of anything that I just said. She interrupts um, Aiden at his store while he's talking to customers, which... Why are you doing this? That bothers me so much. She's a very selfish person. She does not give a fuck about him she, or his agency. She doesn't care. Um, and says that she doesn't want to meet his parents. And he's like, okay, that's cool. And she's like, well, maybe I do. And it's like, she's like, all right, that's whatever you want to do is cool. Like, she keeps on trying to get him to, like, be angry or upset. And he just doesn't get angry or upset. And he's great. And just fucking embrace it, Carrie. Makes me so crazy. Um, so she was just like, we're too available for one another. So he doesn't answer her because he's spending the weekend with his parents. And she gets, like, crazy about it, about him not answering. And he's like, well, I was trying to be less available because you said that's what she wanted. And she was just, like, um, at the end of the episode... She was just like, I, it turns out I made my stomach flip all on my own, and that's kind of great. I'm like, no, that's not kind of great. That means you're just creating your own fucking drama. And that means you thrive on that fucking drama. Yeah, and that's, that is not good. Um, I did want to point out, I did really like the fact that when she was calling him, and like kind of walking back and forth into her apartment, you could see that she still had one of the nicotine patches on, and I thought that was really good consistency. Oh, I didn't even notice. That's good. Good yeah. for the show. Yeah, I really like that, that she's actually like still trying actively for him. And to in a do good something. place, too, because at that point, if she was nervous that he's like not talking to her, that would have been the opportunity for her to be smoking. Exactly. That's does. actually really well thought out. That's I'm so glad you pointed that out. Yeah, I I really like that. And she, in the end, she does go and she does meet the parents. And I think that's great. But I do want to talk about the weird 
like moment that she has at the opera where she's just bored because it's the opera um and i think people did not shit on the opera it was amazing listen it can get a little long yeah i'm not saying that it's bad i'm just saying after a while you you do tend to want to take those opera glasses and just look around and see who else is there and that's what she was doing and she ended up finding big and natasha across the way and he was actually saw her first which i was like ooh okay drama that's intense and then she was like i'm in and and she was just so shook by it that she had to leave she's annoying and big's annoying and that's why they deserve each other and the true yes it made me so angry though because she wanted the drama so bad she knew he was looking she bailed out on Charlotte, maybe because she was emotional, maybe because she was dramatic, neither here nor there. She also hates the opera. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would do the same thing, but I wouldn't have seen anybody. <laughs> Made it up. Um, but she, she runs out in such a way that it would be extremely easy for him to have found her. Mm-hmm. Which was what he does. He also leaves, and she doesn't know. But he leaves to try and find her, and doesn't. Which I think is horseshit. I think she would have stopped in the lobby and waited for him. Like, she's drama. Like, I think that's inconsistency in the character. Absolutely. I feel like she totally would... Like that story that I told about how I was at the, the school dance. Like, totally. We're, we, we know the drama. We love the drama. We love the drama. Like, she would have slowed down and made sure that... Big caught up to her. That, that Big potentially could have caught up to her. <laughs> or, like, they would have had, he would have been at the top of the railing. She would have been downstairs. They looked at each other, and then she runs away. Right. Because she's dramatic. Because she's dramatic. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I love... <coughs> her obvious freak out at big at the opera and i think it's hilarious how it doesn't go anywhere not yet for this episode yeah like i'm sure it will come up in in next episodes but i just thought that was a really interesting they're creating art turn of events and then it was so dumb especially the way it was handled and then big just like staring right back at her it looked really really goofy he was pretty goofy. and then it like lingered on them like going back and forth between looking at each other not and like it had made its point and then still went above and beyond a little bit. And I was like, yeah. why? Why are you guys doing this? This is this is weird. I don't like any of it. Yeah. And Natasha just keeps staring at the opera. And I was like, see, be more like Natasha. She knows what she's about. She knows what's going on. And she's in her own fucking world. And you know what's really funny is that I, like, immediately got, like, a stab for Carrie because he would have never gone or talked about going to the opera with her. And yep. I think that's just something in a relationship, like, as a woman that, like, we will get hypersensitive about. Mm-hmm. Is it's like, what are they doing with her that they didn't do with me? Right. And why? Because even I have that, too. Like, the, the guy that I was seeing and now we're actually trying to be friends right now. I, mean, I think we're succeeding. I think we're doing pretty well. Hell yeah. Um, but we like met up the other night and he was talking about the girl that, that he's living with now and like just different things that she's doing and I'm just like why would you put up with that? Like it's so weird like little things like when I was harping on the dog thing mm-hmm. totally 
was because of a situation that happened with him. And I actually told him about it. I'm like, I kind of like accidentally railed on you a little bit on an episode of my podcast. So there's that. Um, about how you went and like fed your dog and that whole thing. And he was just like, yeah, I mean, my dad wouldn't have fed my dog. My dog would have gone without eating if I hadn't left. Cause I forgot because I legitimately forgot to feed my dog that night. And I'm like, yeah, but you can't have your dog in, um, the apartment that you're sharing with your girlfriend right now. And so your dog is living with your dad who has to feed it mm-hmm. every day. And that's something that, like, it's just, it. he loves his dog. Yeah. Which is fair. I'll, everyone should love all dogs. But it's just the fact that, like, that to me, would I would assume that that would have been a complete deal breaker for him. He's like, oh, I'm not going to move in with you in this place if I can't take my dog. Exactly. Which is how it should have been. Right. So that guy's just a dickbag. So I'm just like, what was different? Mm -hmm. That the dog was worth giving up for her. But not for you. Then why not me? Yeah. Yeah. And it's this like weird, you know, why not me? And granted, it was like, it was a one-time thing where he forgot to feed his dog. Mm -hmm. It still upset me. But that versus like not ever being with your dog is so weird. And it's just such a disconnect. And there's just, like, so many things. Like, he quit smoking. She smokes. He quit smoking pot. She smokes pot every night before she goes to sleep. I'm like... Oh, that bitch passes out. Hell yeah. But, like... But but it's just one of those things, you know, where it's just, like, she... He started talking to her about the time that, that he and I were ending... And then he moved away, he kept talking to her, and then when he moved back, he moved in with her. And I'm just like, not to toot my own horn, but she sounds like a shit show compared to me. Is it by necessity, (laughs) do you think? Is there something, like, on a deeper level that obviously we don't get to see, but that he's tied to her in a certain way, so that he's kind of forced into these positions? Or do you think he's actively choosing? Yes, and I'm not gonna, I'm I'm not gonna get into it on the podcast, because that's his own business. Yeah. But yes, there is a reason for it, but it, in my opinion, it is not a good enough reason. Gotcha. That's fair. Um, but yeah, that's that's the episode. Did you have anything else to add? No, I just don't like these girls, and I can't wait for them to evolve a little bit so I can cheer for them. Because oh, right now I'm learning from them, but I can't wait to cheer for them. And oh. sometimes sometimes they've had those moments. Miranda, yeah, most Miranda specifically. Has. Miranda and Samantha. But this episode, I was like, oh, you guys are fucking annoying. <laughs> That's it. That's all I have to contribute. That's fair. Where can they find us if they want to reach us and tell us about their railroad marks? They can either <laughs> send us an email at I couldn't help a podcast.com where you can also send us pictures of your track marks. No, don't do that. Paige would love them. She's no. welcoming them. Yucky. Please. No. Or they can find us on Twitter and Instagram at We Swear on Chanel. Yeah. And if they want to follow you directly. Um, on Instagram, you can follow me, Petty Prince Jr. On Twitter, you can find me at Joe Daniel BB. On Facebook, you can find me under Joe Daniel Montelongo. And that's all that I want to give out. Nope, Snapchat. J-D-M-O-N-T-E-2-5. <laughs> 
And I am at Paige Clarno on Twitter and at Paige in Reno Land on Instagram. And that is all I want to give out. You don't want to give out your phone number? I don't want to give out my phone number. I don't want to give out my Snapchat because my Snapchat is exclusively just complaining. Gotcha. So there's that. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So next time we're obviously still going in order because, you know. It would be weird to switch it up a little bit. Season four, we just do it all out of order. That would be so crazy. But we are going to be Let's shake things up. No, let's not. That would be so sad. We'd be like, why is he with her? Oh. 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 Oh, Oh, context. Okay, they got together. Never mind. (laughs) We'll watch them in order, and we'll record them in order. We'll just release them. The out of order. Yes. It's terrible. It's mean. Good. You're mean. I'm going to bully the fuck out of the people who listen to this. people. So, all right. So, the next episode is going to be episode eight of season three, The Big Time. Uh, Charlotte strives to be re-virginized if she doesn't have sex for a while. Samantha is overflowing with joy. Big pays an ill time to visit to Carrie. So, he's back. Uh, Yeah. So, that's it. Um, Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to us. And remember... Always always wear a condom. Bye. Bye. Not stopping. It's not, not stopping. stopping.